Just before we start the show, I wanted to remind you about this year's London Vet Show, which is at the Excel Arena on Thursday the 12th and Friday the 13th of November, and as ever, promises to be a brilliant event. I went to the vet show for the first time last year to record these podcasts, and I wondered why the heck I'd missed it before. Our lovely friends at the Vet Show are offering Borborygamy listeners a fantastic 10% off via a special link, which is, ready, london.vetshow.com forward slash borborygamy hyphen booking. It's a bit of a mouthful, but it's in the show notes. So just hit the link there and book your tickets today with the code LVS20. Thanks to London Vet Show. Hi there, and welcome to Borborygmy, Noises from the Veterinary Profession, a new podcast that lets you overhear conversations between veterinary professionals about anything and everything that's topical in the industry. This season, we'll be bringing you a range of chats recorded at the London Vet Show, featuring a wide range of friends and colleagues discussing their thoughts on some of the triumphs and tribulations encountered by those in the veterinary industry. Borborygmy is a collaboration between the London Vet Show, Vet Times, Vets Stego Diversify and Smashing the Ceiling. Thank you so much to everyone involved so far for your help and support. It has been much appreciated. In this episode, we're talking parenting with Liz Barton and Ben Sweeney. Liz is the creator of the VetsNet Resource Hub. She's the founder of WellVet and the curator of Vet Mums. Ben is the founder and managing director of Simply Locums, and he's a new dad. Liz has two girls aged five and seven, and Ben and his wife, Danny have recently become new parents to their son, Matthew. So, Ben, um, <laughs> congratulations on being a new dad. That's fantastic. Um, what just, like, explain the surprises in the parenthood journey so far for you and Danny? For anyone who's been a dad, like, it is an incredible experience. Like, you cannot put into words sitting there and just being that proud of somebody else and just kind of going, whoa. <laughs> and then when little boy comes out or little girl comes out, they sort of sat there kind of going, you know, are you, um, do you want to cut the cord? And like, it's, it's a, such a whirlwind of emotions. Like, and, and it's different for everybody, but at the same time, it's that sort of overwhelming sense of we made this. Like this is an absolute miracle. Like, you know, the odds of getting pregnant, the odds of that pregnancy going well, the odds of carrying it, everything like that. And you just sit there in that one moment and just sort of go, whoa there's a, there's like a little human who is now totally dependent on us um so yeah it, it's been it's been good i i agree i think that for me was just a total surprise you know i i wasn't completely sold on the idea of having kids and then when we did have them and they you know i remember when you know i had lily and i was just so completely overwhelmed um and it, it's just a massive change in your perspective and your priorities and your responsibilities and yeah I'm still kind of coming to terms with that now I mean my girls are five and seven and every day I kind of wake up and go wow they're mine like it's my <laughs> responsibility to like get them to school and everything so in some respects I think it, it's a bit similar to being a new grad as a vet where you sort of you know you go in into this essentially this big pond where you haven't got a clue what's going on you're sitting there thinking like whoa hang on I am way out of my depth here um but you've got no option really but to sort of you know attempt to swim at it because you know he's completely dependent on you so how how was 
sort of work changed for you since I know it's only been a, a short time but yeah how's how's that kind of parenting and working it's, going? it's a strange thing and, and I remember saying to Danny quite early on I was like the hard part for me I've always been so passionate and focused on on my work and trying to improve the profession in the various different aspects that I've looked at I knew I was never going to set the world alight as a clinician I'm a good GP I'm an average vet but I'm safe but I wanted to have a positive impact on the profession but all of a sudden you've got this kid who comes along it's that sort of actually you know works great but it's not the most important thing anymore and it was it was an instant switch and I'm really hoping that my my boss isn't listening I do still care about the business um but at the same time it's sort of like well actually I can't wait to get home I can't wait to see him like um so it's tough going back I'm lucky that I've got a good team many of whom are parents it yeah it's good it's just a different balance I think you know it, it puts life into perspective yeah I think um from where I'm at you know there's a bit of chat around um, how particularly when mums have babies um, you know their career aspirations aren't as great um, and maybe they don't have as much sort of drive to to you know become leaders or practice owners within the profession Um, and I'm sort of at that stage where my kids are slightly less dependent on me um, and I sort of feel like I'm having a bit of a career revival you know I'm sort of looking into different things and you know I almost wonder where there's uh, whether in those initial years where you know the caring responsibility quite often largely is with the mum you know as the kids get older what I'm finding is I I need my other half my husband to share the caring responsibilities more so to sort of free up my career um and I know your wife Danny is a a pediatric cardiologist um you know so that's a, a great career um and sort of what what do you sort of foresee as your career balance in the future sort of facilitating her career alongside yours yeah, I mean, obviously, sort of the difficulty, you know, for for both of us and obviously everyone in this profession is that, you know, you're in a, a, a role that is clinically, you know, it, it's demanding. It's demanding on your times, it's demanding on your emotions, and it, you know, it does it does take its toll. And I think at some stage, you know, there has to be that sort of, well, yeah, but you can't do everything all of the time. And it's sitting there going, right, okay, what's important to me? And I think the problem is too many people look at a career and go, well, I have to do this with 100%, and I have to do this with 100%. And it's absolutely right that you should have the passion to want to do your best in something. But I personally don't think, uh, speaking from a personal perspective, that I do well just doing one thing. I get bored doing one thing. You know, I'd consider myself to have a portfolio career. I've got my clinical work. I've got my non-clinical work. I've got completely non-veterinary related things. So we've created and we've, we've planned to create a, as a couple a way of us having passive income in years to come so that we're not fully dependent on having to work full time. You know, when Danny goes back to work, she'll go back 60%. Again, the joy of her being NHS is that she has a fantastic maternity package, which means that she can, you know, she's blessed enough to enjoy that, that 12 month period off with Matthew. Um, but, but it's, you know, it, again, it's that change in perspective. Like when we got together, she absolutely wanted to be, you know, a top end consultant, interventional pediatric cardiologist but you know you get married you get your house kids come like life changes and I think you know a career isn't one 40-year job a career is you know a 40-year 50-year or you know for some of the guys that are graduating now potentially 60 years um sorry guys um is a potentially 60-year career but it's made up of a plethora of different roles and different you know things doing that And, and one of those roles is actually you know god willing for those of you who want it being a parent and you know that is a job 
and you know it's a big responsibility um, and, and I think you know it's the same as with everything you know you invest and you put your time into something that you're going to be good at if you don't put time into being a parent you won't be a good parent um, perhaps that's my naivety on it but but that's my, my take on it you know I'm lucky enough to be able to spend time with Matthew now I hope in years to come we're in a position that I can do that then but I think you know it is that degree of life tactics where you, you've got to plan and you've got to sit there and go right okay well if you want to have two days at home with him in three years time how can we what can we do now that will facilitate that um, and I think you know we are incredibly lucky to have a son who's fit healthy well and our job now is to invest so that we've got the time to spend with him to nurture him as a son and God willing with other kids you know in, in years to come and it may work out it may not but you know you, you, you try and shape it I think yeah I think um, that's the thing isn't it it's um being able to facilitate those careers within the veterinary profession. So whether that's flexible working or job shares or um, just looking at ways we can make that kind of career flow more accessible, um, I think is going to be just not just important, but actually vital for the kind of long term health of and, um, you know, keeping people in the profession and in the veterinary clinics for, you know, throughout their careers. So we retain all of that skill. And that's it, like, isn't it? It's, you know, you're looking at the profession as a demographic has changed completely in the last half a century. You know, we've gone from being pretty much 100% male to not being far off 100% female. Um, and the reality of that is that your the desires and the needs of your workforce change. And, you know, we're a big profession. And, you know, I think a lot of people refer to it as an industry. We're not. We're a profession. And, and I am really passionate that people find a way to make a vet and a nurse work for, for them rather than the other way around and if practices you know if you can be at the forefront of as, as a practice of nurturing that team that team is incredibly brand loyal you know people have got families in your area they're not going to up sticks and move your practice uh, but if we can't create things to support them in a work and life capacity you know people talk about work-life balance and I'm, I'm not a massive term of the phrase work-life balance i think work is part of life you have to work in order to have you know the good life that we all experience and but a lot of life time, a lot of life is work like yeah, changing a nappy is not fun I mean, yeah, <laughs> i'd much rather be likes, doing a bitch bay <laughs> but like and it is you know i think we've got this is great and i'm i'm absolutely sure that over the next 10 years you know there's some great corporates there's some great independents out there people sort of look at the two independent but people are working to make it better for their staff the problem is you can't click your fingers and it'd be better tomorrow um, but that needs us as employees to actually engage with our practices and just say look this is the problem this is where i'm struggling and if there's no flexibility then you know that's when you've got to look at your options and things but you know i think practices are getting better at saying look you know we get your repair and actually a lot of the partners have been there themselves and most of them actually want to facilitate it it's just that we're a, cons a consumer driven profession and the problem is at the minute the consumer's got the power um and and you know they've got options and that that's a hard part but i think you know it's it's quite an exciting time, really. Thanks for listening. I'm Naomi Meller, vet and host of Smashing the Ceiling. You may have heard a little bit of me in these episodes, or the fabulous Sophie Walsh, also a vet and full-time science documentary maker, who co-hosted these sessions with me. We'd love you to rate and review the podcast or tell a friend if you enjoyed it. And we'll be back next week with another episode.